Hey y'all, this is Brett Hodge with the Demco Global Podcast, formerly known as the Good Christian Podcast. Shameless plug, I have my own nonprofit now. It's called Deus Ex Machina, a Christian organization, uh, or Demco for short. I know that's a mouthful, don't judge me. Uh, it's aimed at helping return addicts, alcoholics to their families, and also equipping the saints. It's a big vision, it's a large vision, and Part of it now is this podcast. So today I'm talking to Leo Gonzalez. He's an influencer on social media who's actually just in Rolling Stones magazine as a influencer and up and coming, all social media. He's got over 2 million followers. He's hilarious and he's very busy, but he still made the time for me. So I'm really appreciative of him and uh, let's get started. Hey, Leo. How are you? You go by Leo? Leo, yep. You're the only guy I follow on TikTok. Oh my gosh. You remind me of my Texas friends, some of them. From what part of Texas? From the valley? West Texas. You ever heard of Lubbock, Texas? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I'm from. Yep. Full oh, fields over there. But um, yeah, just a quick thing about this podcast. How much time do you have so I can honor that? um i've got to be done at four o'clock if that's if that still works yeah we'll shoot for uh 40 be pretty short um maybe a little bit after that but the general idea this podcast used to be called the good christian podcast i made it up in ministry school at bethel um but then i got my own nonprofit the other day so i just brought that under so now it's called dimco global podcast but basically i just want to hear people's testimonies how the Lord has brought you through life. I, I just happened to be watching one of your lives the other day and I heard some Stephanie Gretzinger playing. And I was like, oh dang. The best. This guy's a believer right here. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, if you want to just start off by talking a little bit about your early life, your family life, were you raised as a Christian? Yeah, I um sorry, I, I went to church uh when I was like uh 10 years old, uh, there was an ad in the paper for a Good Friday uh, meal, and I wanted to volunteer. Uh, so that was my first day that I went to church. It was really, it was really weird because I just went, and this church that I'd gone to, the congregation was like maybe 11 people, um, and like, you know, that's including the, the pastor and his wife, and, and there was no kids there and so when i went on good friday and was just like hey can i help out like those they were like where's your where your parents at you know where like what do you that's yeah and so um i i went over there and 
they, they said, yeah. And so I helped them serve that day. And then after that, um, you know, and everyone was so nice. Everyone was, you know, they were much older. I was, like I said, I'm 10 and these people are all like 65 plus. So it was, uh, they really embraced me. And, um, and after that, I was like, I don't want to help out like wherever. And, 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 um, and so I started, uh, I started volunteering uh, Monday, uh, Monday through Friday for their homeless uh, uh, breakfast program. Come on. So I would get there at 530 and help out Lois and Sally. Um, uh, and, and whatever that was, just cracking eggs and putting them all into this big uh, container or, 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 you know, just picking up things that they couldn't because I think Sally was already like 70 something. And Lois was older than her. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I started there and then I started going to the church. My parents, uh, and um, that was around the time that my dad had moved out. And, and, um, and so that was my, that was my place where I, I, you know, I think I could probably say that if, if they would have went, I probably wouldn't have been happy about it because that was my place away from uh, from problems it was like a like literally a haven i was like no don't you know it's my secret place and so it was such a good place for me um and so yeah i i I started there at 10 and then came became like a leader at like 15 16 and um became a uh, a youth worker i moved uh, over to eureka eureka up in northern california yeah in humble really is that where you're from uh that's where i moved for right after high school Um, where did you go where did you grow up i grew up in hanford near fresno okay um so seven hours north to uh to humboldt i i graduated like two weeks later i just left went straight to eureka got a job as a youth worker there where i spent uh two and a half years and uh, became a, I was a youth worker there, a camp counselor in Santa Cruz for a few years. And since it's the same church, I was going back and forth wherever I was needed. If I needed to go to San Francisco for a few months to, to go do videos, or I went to Reading uh, for like a month to record some, some of their like women's stuff, do some rewinds. Um, went to Oregon when they needed me to go sing. You're a singer, dude? Uh, I thought I thought I was back then. Gonna let us have a little taste. <laughs> I thought I was. Things have changed. <laughs> I think I realized later on. I was like, oh, I don't think that was good. <laughs> do you have any recordings from the past? I do. I do. I have like some videos that I used to put on. Uh, I think on Facebook. <laughs> I was so proud, and now I look back and I'm like, okay, that that was a different tune. Maybe you can drop that off on TikTok one night. A throwback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've got a few. I'll, uh, maybe I'll do a remastered version. Come on. Give us a little special. <laughs> Dude, the first time I met you uh, on TikTok, uh, the first time, and literally the only guy that I follow, um, you were doing a video where you were acting like a fast food worker. Yeah. Remember like a Chick-fil-A? <laughs> like in the line at Chick-fil-A? Was it the one, the Chick-fil-A where I'm like walking backwards? I think you're just standing there, but this lady was trying to order and you're like, why are you looking at me like that? Oh, okay. Yeah. That was like, uh, yeah, I've done a few of those. That's one of the characters I do. And I, at some point I was just changing restaurants. 
<laughs> you know, I think I, my first one was like a McDonald's one, and then people were like, "I work at Wendy's. Can you do the scenario for Wendy's?" You know, so I was like, "Yeah." yeah, yeah. How'd you come up with these ideas? Were, were were you raised funny, or did you just develop funny, or what? I think funny was um, was uh, a very safe place for me to be because uh, I, I I I grew up in in um, in an area where I, I was. Uh, when I was on the south side and when I moved to the north part of town or, or like northeast part of town, they were both areas where both gangs lived in the same area. And so I, I, uh, I don't know when I first made people laugh, but the first probably like sixth grade was like when I first got laughter and I was like, oh, man, I'm killing it. This is good. And then uh, and then as time went on, um, I realized around the gangs that if I can make both gangs laugh then I don't need a I don't need to claim them or, or or represent or anything and I could uh I could be safe by both of them. And so um that was that's that's what I was I thought everything was pretty um funny. I think I, I think growing up I was like man these, these are ironic and, and people are sort of playing their parts in society and I think it's pretty funny. Nice. So you went from doing all youth camp stuff, were you doing comedy and everything like that when you were working in youth or were you just a freestyle like freelance style funny guy and people were like hey you're pretty funny you could maybe you know, this happen i think i wasn't i wasn't funny for a long time actually i was funny in up until eighth grade and then i stopped being funny for all of high school um yeah i wasn't funny for a good like eight years i think because i think right after Right after high school, um, well, during high school, you know, I wasn't, it was my mom and I, we didn't have a home. And so uh, a lot of it was just kind of doing every day, um, just get going on till the next day. There was no planning, no um, uh, looking forward to anything. It was really just, even the church thing was just, at that point, it was very logistical. It was just like, well, what needs to get done? That's not really my my I wasn't doing it for like ministry at some point it was really just like this is what I think I'm good at and I feel like there's certain moments where it's like you know you go to a youth conference like, oh yeah I'm like on fire after that conference but then it's like after that um that's really just work um yeah yeah, I think I I didn't I don't think I became funny again until like 2019 is when I first like was like I think I I think I used to be funny so you were talking a little bit about your dad and your mom yeah. uh, divorcing. Yeah. And that's about the time you found the Lord. I was just trying to figure out because a lot of people's testimonies are um, there's a time when they come to the Lord and then a time when they're like, maybe he's not even real because A, B or C happened. Did you ever go through a moment where you uh, questioned or? Oh, for sure. There was a moment. There was a good moment in uh 2017 where I called all of my friends and was like trying to talk them out of it. And, and I remember I was just super angry because it was like a time that my mom was really, really ill. And I remember just calling my friend, like my strongest of faith friends and just being like, Hey, Allie, you know, what doesn't add up, (laughs) you know, you know, this doesn't make sense. Right. And, and, and I'm like, hey, Bree, hey, Luis, hey, um, 
uh, Javier and, 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 and Raul, I'm calling all of them that all go to church, calling friends that I like used to go to camp with. They used to be a counselor with. And I was like, you know what? I don't understand about God. I was like, you know what? I, I don't think he's real at all. I don't think this is, this is realistic. Um, because the, the stuff that my mom is going through right now, that doesn't, that, how would anybody let that happen? And so, yeah, there was a point where that was, I, 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 but I think I was working really hard to talk myself out of it because it was still something there that was like tugging at me. Um, and so uh, I think that period was like a, like a good, like three months. And then one day, I think I just heard a song. Um, I, I, I was, I was leaving work and, and, and I was uh, listening to the radio and then I heard, um, uh, that cover of Ever Be, but it was Aaron Schuess. I, I forgot who wrote the song. I think it's Bethel, maybe. But but Aaron Schuess covered it, and it was on the radio. And I heard that, and I just started weeping. And I was like, I don't know. I, I just, there was, there was no evidence, no new evidence. There was no new anything. It was just, like, safety. Like, it was just, like, this is real. I, I don't know what else. I don't need to explain anything, and I don't need an explanation. It's kind of like an encounter. Yeah. Have you ever encountered the Lord in a tangible way besides that moment? Um, I, I think that I've, I feel like I've had a lot of moments that, that, um, that have like shut me up. Um, because I've, I, I, I still feel that today, like things just don't make sense today with, with what's happening with, uh, uh, I start to think like mathematically, this doesn't add up. Mathematically, like there was not a reason that this should have worked out because I, you know, I'm on TikTok and, and on social media, I'm one of the smaller creators. And so when I see certain opportunities, I think like, I, I, I um, that, that doesn't make sense because I'm, I'm, one of the least qualified, least popular, least qualified, least, you know, good looking. Like there's, there's just not a lot of uh, eligibility there um, or qualification. And so I feel like there's been things that happen where I'm like, okay, like this doesn't make sense. And, and I, and I can't, um, I can't help, but, but, like think that that's just God's moving um, for me because it um, doesn't add up. Yeah. So the closer, I mean, you found success in my book and I have a feeling you'll be starting to get some movie roles and stuff like that before too long. If you haven't already been invited to do some things like that, I really feel like that's in your future, but do you ever, the closer you get to maximum success, do you feel a pulling away come? So say if there's a, just a normal believer and they're coming up in the ranks and, you know, you're getting pulled by two different worlds, obviously, in any form, you know, you could be going to work at the cable company and get pulled by those two worlds. But when you're going into the sphere you're going into, you're being really pulled. So you either got to have a firm foundation or, or get lost? Uh, how do you navigate that as someone who's just now getting into that? 
I will. It's really interesting that you say that because I think when I started this, it wasn't. I don't think I was firm when I started. I didn't have a lot of foundation um, when I started TikTok, and I think it was also. I was trying to figure a lot of things out in my life, but also with TikTok, it was never my intention to be a TikToker or, or creator on, on social media. And so I've realized though that I'm pretty recently to how, because of what I said about this not adding up, because of that, I think my faith is so much stronger than I think it ever was when I was leading worship. Like, because at that time I was singing, but I think it was me like, yeah, God, God comes through, God does this and that, but man, I'm so bummed. I'm so sad. And I'm so stressed out about my mom's health and, and, and my dad's finances for his wife and kids and, and, and my own childhood trauma. And, and so I think it was, I was never really worshiping, um, or really, really believing um and then now i i'm in such a weird place where like now i'm like trying to be very uh, intentional about it because i feel it you know i i feel like i i what i do a lot these days is i compare so much what happens today to what life was three years ago i'm thinking like right like right now i am downstairs in my living room i've got a crew of people that are that are setting up a set for for a video I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot and and they're all people that I met in LA and and that are my friends and really close friends and I think like three years ago I had no idea that any of them existed and and when I think of that I think dang like God knew that while while I was on my mom's uh, bedside um uh, at, uh, at the hospital for months, I, God knew about just this simple friendship that that I was going to have three years later, um, and and so, you know, one thing that I've felt recently too is I I I've really I've I've come to like a really cool place where I don't feel like I need any of this stuff that's going on I see this as a regular job um, and I've worked a lot of jobs before this and in different in different fields and, and I'm I guess recently I've come to a place where I'm like man if, if this all goes away I'm fine because what would be left is the residue the evidence of how wild God is because it doesn't make sense and and and, um, you know, just thinking back to, again, three years ago, this wasn't imagined, it wasn't even a scenario that I pictured, you know, and, and after everything and how far and how scared I've always been of everything, I just think like, man, the, the stuff that, that, that you've done for me is so big that I can't help but just praise you no matter what like even if it goes away i'm fine because it happened and i'm always going to have that little secret or that 
those pictures. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like my faith has gotten stronger as, as I've gotten um, deeper into this uh, space of Success. You can say it. <laughs> yeah, you are successful. Uh, you mentioned your mom several times. Uh, how's her health now? It's great. It's great. I. That's the. That's what it. You know. That's what leads my faith today. Is that I spent so much time as a as a little boy. You know, every day I thought she was gonna die because I didn't know any better. And I just knew that she was asleep all day, every day I would go to school and, and she'd be asleep. I'd come back and she'd be asleep still. And I would literally go next to her and just kind of feel her pulse. Cause I thought she was dead again and again and again. And, and as she, I watched her have two miscarriages. And, and when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's part of her body left her. Like she's close to being done. And 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 she uh, she had kidney failure. She still you know she has she has end stage renal failure. She does dialysis. She had three major strokes um, in 2016, and she was in two comas while I was living there. She was in a coma a few months ago in October. For uh, this one was only a few few days, but the other one was like a month. And and I always was just like, this doesn't make sense. Like she's not asleep. She's not awake. She's um, she's close, you know, and then she, she, uh, in 2020, she, um, uh, got, uh, COVID and I left Nevada where I was living at that time. And I just drove straight home because I was like, all right, well, this is it. Cause her body is so frail that I just got to go see her. And, and, and this is, that's it. And, and so that's why now I'm like, it's not just like in my career that that I'm blown away. It's literally just that like right now she like knows a lot. Her out her I mean, I had to teach her. I spent a year and a half teaching her my name, teaching her over again that her parents didn't exist anymore because she would wake up and think that I was her dad and and, and teaching her uh, the alphabet and and, and names of things and, and and now you know thinking about that it's like it's so much better that it like it shuts you up in like a really good way when when I grew up just very negative and just like well she's gonna be gone soon so I should just like not get used to anything so I think it was because of that and you know constantly just getting evicted that I was just not I'm just don't have a lot of faith in people or things. And now I do, I've learned to do that um, for myself and for her. And, and, you know, it's crazy to be, um, you know, I went to see my mom last week, last weekend and went and got dinner with her and my dad, who's uh, in town with her right now and, and their friends and doing that. And that was like the best thing. Cause it was like that, <laughs> Again, back back to math, that wasn't supposed to uh, work like that. Mm -hmm. uh, at least in my with my calculations, but I'm also pretty bad at math. Man, that's sweet. I'm super glad that she's doing better. I have a. She is uh, well health wise. 
she is living at her own home and everything. Yeah. Awesome. She has a worker who um, who assists her, but she's doing so good. Amazing. Well, if anyone's listening and we'll say a prayer at the end, what's her first name? Josie. We're going to pray for Josie, everybody. If you're listening to this after the fact, after recording, pray for Josie's health and for some special days for her and her son. I have a special connection with my mom. Also, I shot up for 12 years, meth and cocaine, heroin, Oxycontin, and she prayed me back to, I'm a minister now. So her prayer saved me. So got to keep a lookout for our moms nowadays. How old are you, actually? I'm 27. 27, looking good, dude. <laughs> looking like a 21-year-old. Um, so obviously we're going to, we only have about 10 more minutes. So I want to always give a word to the people that are trying to achieve what you're achieving, but also trying to love the Lord. So talk about a regular week or or just tell us how busy you are do you ever get downtime because i know you gave me an hour today which i'm extremely grateful for i know it's going to touch lives and make an impact and i i just was wondering how busy are your days um just depends on the week i think it just depends on how uh you know um we we work uh with doing brand deals and as you know sort of advertisements on videos and so sometimes they all kind of hit around the same time they all have like a deadline around the same time so some days are busier than others and then other days i'm writing um some projects that have nothing to do with tiktok or planning out tiktok i uh, would like to do things outside of it so um yeah i don't know it just depends and sometimes i'll get a random invite to something like a day or two prior and so i always kind of want to stay available for something like that nice so where do you fit in your like prayer time your bible time into your busy life just whenever you can yeah it's very it, luckily i have really good friends who um who make it a point uh, i moved in one of my one of my friends here who lives with me who also just loves the lord and um so it's very it's very good to be sort of held accountable to, um, but you know anytime that we're driving anywhere, anytime that we're just sitting having a moment celebrating something, um, or 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 regrouping, which I do every day because that's what we did at camp, and I think it's so important to like come back and regroup and 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 have little moments of just like processing how wild that was good or bad so are you ever going to come visit reading you can regroup here we'll host you right here in this home right now you're in reading that's right i'm down i've never gone i've never been to uh to bethel the only place i went was a college over there i can't remember what it was simpson or shasta college or something like that there's only two i think what was the other one simpson and shasta college oh, simpson university right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i went to simpson yeah, I went to, right down the way from Bethel. Yeah, you come in Bethel so bad. I found um, uh, 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 William uh, Matthews, who used to sing at Bethel, uh, leads at a church in Pasadena. So I'm gonna be going there on Sunday because I listened to him like ten years ago with Stephanie Gradzinger. Oh, nice. And, uh, Have you uh, you live near? Do you live in Pasadena? 
No, I live in Burbank. Oh, sweet. I used to live in my truck at the Planet Fitness by Bob Newhart Airport or whatever that is. Oh, really? Where that is? Yeah. That was, the Lord called me. He was like, go to Southern California. I didn't have any money anywhere to live. So I just got a gym membership and live right there in front of that Planet Fitness. Ended up getting a job at the Cartoon Network building um, on Glen Oaks. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't for Cartoon Network. It was for another guy. But I used to live there. Yeah. A couple months right before I came to ministry school here at Bethel. Oh, wow. Yeah. So wow. It was right next to the most amazing Mexican grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. You're well, that planet fitness is right on the side of Vallarta, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. where I would always go eat. And there's a little <laughs> Chinese food place there. And the, I know the Chinese food. Yeah. place. That's the reason I don't go to that gym. Cause that Chinese food is really good. Yeah. It's so good. But when I finish, I'm like, all right, time to award. Yeah. I would always go get some jalapeno chicken. Like, and I thought I was eating healthy. I was like, there's no we have the same. We have the same. <laughs> I was like, there's no carbs in this, but I eat a half pound right before bed. And then I go eat some of the <laughs> pan dulce from Vallarta or whatever. They had a bread pudding. They had it all. Yeah. No, yeah. that place is so good. That's, yeah. it, I, I don't like, I don't go there because it's like, I'll go get groceries and I'll be all right. And then I'll get a burrito and hot food. So then <laughs> don't even make the cold food. It's my favorite grocery store of all time. Well, I reckon um, our time's about running out. Um, thank you so much. You have uh, really done me a great service today. It's hard to get a hold of people in this town, let alone uh, successful social media people. Do you want to have any words for anyone out there that loves the Lord and is pursuing something as public as, as what you're doing? Yeah, I think that... Um... I think at some point I, I, I felt a sort of a, a little conviction because it was like, oh man, like things are going so well. And, and I think that's when things got kickstarted for me um, a, a little more. Um, when I actually kind of stopped wanting the things and was just like, all right, whatever you want, whatever you want. And I've, I've found that right now I do, I, I think I do more ministry now than I ever did. Um, yeah, working at a church because I, I go to different places and and we'll talk to people and, and, and pray with people and encourage people um, and uh, and I'm glad that people are able to to see that and and I get a bunch of DMs after I go live like was that Bethel worship was that you know El song or something and and so I think that as long as you um, as long as you really like press in. Uh, I I think that I think that God is so excited about our dreams, um, but I I think that He also just really wants to be talked about, uh, and uh, and if you can do both of those things, uh, my experience has been good, and and you know I would worry less because I was worried about a lot of things and. Uh, and now I think I just gave up, um, just gave it all up, and, 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 and it works well. And so I said, I would just say to press in and, and lock, lock eyes. And I think things, your things, you you might find that your dreams are even uh, smaller than what your reality will be. 
Dude, you're a preacher, dude. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna charge you for that, I think. Oh wow. Yeah, I think you're a prosperity preacher then, huh? Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, uh, TV preacher. I'll answer ten of your prayers if you send me ten bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a dollar. Just send it back. <laughs> All right. I guess that's it. I appreciate it. Um, maybe in the future, when I have a more quiet place, this house is kind of under construction right now, so it's not as quiet. But when I can keep my thoughts gathered, maybe we can do this again. Uh, whenever you have your first premiere, your first movie, maybe it's Batman 2. We don't know. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. I feel like the movies are coming for you. I'm going to say a quick prayer for you, yeah. if you don't mind. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Leo and Brendan as well for setting us up. Thank you for the health of Leo's mom. Thank you for his continued success. And I just pray for even added success lord he's bearing up under the weight of the blessings you're giving him he's carrying them and also carrying your name forward lord so we just obviously bless and declare life over this his profession his career is a ministry his life is a ministry lord and you can just see the joy of jesus when he's speaking when he does comedy lord and uh, i just thank you for his life in jesus name amen amen Thank you, my friend. Yeah, well, uh, let me know if you're ever in Burbank and go to Vierta or... Uh, oh, we can go to the Griddle. You ever been to the Griddle in Ho Yamashiro, Hollywood? No. They got pancakes like this big. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can yeah. definitely do that. The Hollywood sign over here and then the city of L.A. And it's where they filmed part of Kill Bill. You know when she cuts off all those dudes' heads? I don't know. You never seen it? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that was my life, B.C., before Christ. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, it's the best place ever, the griddle. Check it out. Okay, I will. I will. Right. I'll let you know when I go to Reading. All right, let me know. I'll host you right here. Bless you, brother. Thank you. Good meeting you. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you, Brennan. Have a good day. That's the end of the Good Christian Podcast. This is a shameless plug for my new 501c3. It's called Demco Global. It's actually called Deus Ex Machina Christian Organization. A lot of amazing people helped me set it up, helped me get it started. We're going to go to the nations, but also to drug dens and gangster areas. We're going to go to Texas and California, uh, the places that need to hear the Lord. And the name of the game is to multiply the laborers. So reach out to me if you need to, if you want to know more. And I love you and I don't even know who you are.
Say